Welcome to Celebrate Your Trauma. Here, you'll discover your soul's intent for its journey here on Earth. Together, we'll honor your trauma to release its hold on you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Celebrate Your Trauma. On today's episode, Vivian will explain how self-doubt can block our path to wellness. She'll provide an easy and relaxing exercise to naturally release pain and anxiety from your body by activating the vagus nerve. Finally, she'll share a new perspective on the importance of sleep. She'll explain how cumulative days of poor sleep can lead to a buildup of mental and physical toxicity. As always, the information in this podcast is provided as an information resource only and is not to be used or relied upon for diagnosis or treatment. Please consult your medical or psychological professional before making healthcare decisions. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Good morning, Vivian. How are you doing today? Very good, Teresa. Good. good I'm morning. so excited to be here with you. Me too. Now, I am um, just wanting to say hello to all of our new listeners out there. I know we've had several new people join our podcast and like and subscribe. Yes. And so what I wanted to do just to start this morning is to kind of talk about sort of the intent of this podcast and the intent of the soul. One of our first episodes, we really talked about that and the the, the purpose of trauma in our life and why our our soul is here in this journey on earth. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yes, Teresa. I just want people to really not have to go back and listen to the beginning. The purpose of this of this podcast is to really having a platform for me to share the purpose of our soul, the contract that we came on earth. And this week I was preparing, thinking, reflecting on today, and I was on the trade mail and I was listening, reading this headline from Mark Twain, and it just hit me hard. And he, the, the, the quote is as, as follows. The most important day in your life are the day you are born, and the day you find out why. And I say, oh, my God, this is it. Okay, let's say that again. So the, the most important day is the, the most day you were born. days in your life are the day you are born. And the day you find out why, why, why you were born. born, why, why, it's all coming together in that just simple line of Mark Twain, why are we born to, to complete the contract we have this accepted to come on earth to achieve, which is the contract we have come to, we have made with God, with source for one purpose, our evolution. So I want, I want this podcast to be a refreshing point of view for people to really understand who they are and what's the purpose of the contract. That's why I decided to come and ask you to support me to do this podcast because it has saved my life. It has saved my life and I wanted to pass it on to people to understand when we are in the middle of agony, we are completely forgetting this was part of the deal we have made. We have accepted everything for one purpose, our evolution. Because when we were in source, we knew we were eternal, we knew we were divine, we knew we were sacred, we knew all of that. And when we entered in the physical realm, choosing every part of the people, the family, the environment, the number of husband, the number of, of wife, the, the time we live, the time, the illness, the challenges, they were part of the contract we came to achieve and also the trauma that we experienced correct along the way there's something else here that really as i reflected this week is the doubt the doubts when we have doubt which is normal we hear people being in doubt all the time 
it's like I, I just re reflected and I said, oh my God, doubt is so damaging because we are stuck when we are in doubt. The cells cannot bring back wellness because doubt is prevailing. So when doubt is prevailing, it's incongruent to the contract we made. And the contract would be evolution and growth accepting and moving forward. Accepting this whole journey with all the boo-boos. Accepting, accepting. Because it's, so it's the opposite of accepting. You're doubting it. You're, doubting you're thinking it's, like it's not going to happen. denying the journey of God has put us together in this life. It's like denying this whole agreement. How powerful is that? It is powerful. But what if people don't understand the, con the concept of the agreement... That's then they're going to kind of be full of doubt. So that would seem so to be a natural slow state. Down, slow down, honey. So repeat this for me. <laughs> oh, I forgot what I said now. <laughs> what if they don't? What if it? they don't accept the idea of the contract or that, um, you know, like we chose this path? Okay. If, then they would live in doubt. I guess that's what okay. you're here to tell us about. That's right. Well, the moment they don't accept, they accept the doubt. Correct? The, mm -hmm. the moment they accept it out, it's because they have forgotten the spiritual intent that they came on earth. And that was established with God on our side before we came. Mm -hmm. So it's just like you send your children to play outside and you're not worried. It's the same thing with God. He sent us there. He's not worried because he knows it's part of the contract we have achieved, because we knew before we came on earth, we are not this body, we are not this emotion. We are, we are sacred. Mm -hmm. And the doubt is incongruent with the original intent. So when there's doubt, that's why we cannot keep going like that and say, oh, oh my God, I'm a victim, I'm a victim. Yes, if we go like that, it's because we forgot about who we are. And this awareness of who we are is paramount to well-being. When we, we go back to that original intent of the contract, it just lifts so much. So I guess, would you say that the opposite of doubt would be faith? Oh, that, I love that. You do? <laughs> Good. I love that. And faith would be fueled with the truth. Mm -hmm. Of who we really are. Yes. Oh, I love this moment. I think that's going to be hard for people to... It's Except. okay. It's a journey. It's mm -hmm. a, it was hard for me to talk like that for until I put all those pieces together. It took me 50 years. 50 years, half a century of my life. So, yes, it was hard. But the more I was diving into my pain, the less I was getting the truth. The more I was a victim, the less I was getting the fate. Mm -hmm. It's the opposite of, of fate. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's forgetting. Uh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. So then our goal with this podcast would be to put our doubt aside. Um, and replacing it with the truth of who we are. Mm -hmm. See, we don't have the faith that we are worthy enough to be part of a soul. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like that too. <laughs> <laughs> we think we're this body, you know, have to get up to put beans on the table and work and go on and, you know, all the time and... And there's very little time about remembering who we are. That's why I love this Mark Twain quote. The most important days in your life are the day you are born and the day you find out why. Why are we born? It's it. This is it. That's it. 
this is it. When I saw that in the treadmill, I was ready to run and jog more. I say, no, <laughs> it gave you energy. <laughs> I, I, I loved it. Good. I loved it. It's so encompassing the purpose of the soul coming on earth. To remember who we are. That's right. Good. And, and that we are not a victim. Mm -hmm. We are a powerful being of light. It's the opposite of victim. Teresa, one more thing about doubt that just come back to me is that as a child, we have been so many times told we are not good enough, we are not worthy enough. From the most important people of our life, our parents or our close, the close environment, our teachers or whatever. So we have accumulated an, an amount of negative beliefs about ourselves that is causing us constant doubt. So if the most important people that are denying who we are, how can we go to believe God will be different? We have given up. So it has caused the doubt to be established very deeply. So you're saying, in effect, trauma from our childhood, those negative things we've been told, negative experiences have caused feelings of unworthiness that leads to doubt in our authentic selves and absolutely, who we truly absolutely. are. Take an example of a child who every time a mom says, no, 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 don't, 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 the child transpose that is not good mm -hmm. it takes so much yeses to deny one no mm -hmm. to a child mm -hmm. so imagine how this has been piling up and causing so much doubt <laughs> to the human being so does this make sense a little bit it doesn't but then my my next thought is always well then how how does a person riddled with those kinds of feelings of unworthiness release the doubt remembering the contract this is part of the whole journey that person has accepted mm -hmm. coming back to remember who we are why this person has chosen this mm -hmm. because when that person has chosen this family this life like in my case before i came in i'm just saying my example to help people logging this situation together is that before i came i knew i was not my body i knew those people were my parents in this life maybe not in the next life i knew all of that before i came all of us knew everything before we came. So we have accepted. And we knew we were not our body, we were not our emotion. We knew nobody could love us the way God loves us, source loves of us. No human being can match the amount of love that the divine in each of us. No human being. So all of this was known before we came on earth. And so when we arrived, we are distracted. We have, we have been interrupted. We have been grounded. We have been denied and on and on and on. Is this making sense together now? It does. The doubt is, has been growing and doubt is, is really incongruent. Vivian, the next thing I wanted to talk about today was about the vagus nerve. Now, we had touched on our last episode that you were going to share some of your morning and evening um, what would you Practice. call it? practices yes. for calming the body and the mind. And it concerns the vagus nerve, which I will uh, admit I had not heard of and thought I thought it was vagus as in Las Vegas. So you told me it was not that. <laughs> How do you spell vagus nerve? And then I'm going to let v -A -G -U -S. you go. V-A-G-U-S. V-A-G-U-S. Okay. So tell us a little bit about that. So the vagus nerve is the most powerful um, possibility that is available to us but 96 percent of the world doesn't know anything about I it. i had never heard of it and it's the longest cranial nerve in the body and it's part of the parasympathetic nervous system it's also originated in the brain stem and run through the neck the chest the abdomen and is branching off to the different organs of the body 
So it's very powerful and the wandering nerve is responsible for regulating the parasympathetic nervous system. And it's part of the two autonomic nervous system, sympathetic, which is responsible for the fight flight. And also restoring the essential function. Also the vagus nerve is control the heart rate, the digestion, the breathing, the flow of food, and it also can have a calming effect on both the mind and the body. So it's a very powerful gift we have to, to tackle, to use, to, to be mindful of it. And it's there, right there to serve us. Like when people do yoga, the, the, the fact of breathing, including um, meditation, is uh, acting out the vagus nerve throughout the whole body. So we are acting it, we are reaching it without being aware of it. But what if you are aware of it in the exercise I will share with you, intense, intense, intentionally to act it and to really use it at our benefit, for our benefit. And what happens when you activate the nerve generally? Oh, it's immediate, immediate calmness in the body. Okay. Which is really powerful within minutes, mm-hmm. less than minutes. The moment you tackle it, properly you feel a lift a lift of heaviness it, it's it's it brings well-being well-being to the body it's a calming function interesting i just never heard of this so how do you use it in your morning and evening routines if i'm not feeling good enough to get up and run for the day and be ready for the day i know i need to bring to my friend the vagus nerve Let's call it the wandering nerve. It goes throughout your whole body. It's the longest nerve in the body. Hmm. And so I just realized, okay, what is it that I'm not feeling good? What is part of my body that is not feeling good? Heavy head. Let's say heavy head. You know, headache or lack of clarity for the day. So I just close my eyes and I go to the location where I feel the heaviness in my head. The left side, the right side. I stay there. I stay there, I focus on it, I focus on the discomfort of it, and then I experience a yawning as the vagus nurse coming in and experiencing a release of the, uh, the breath is lifting, my lungs are lifting, it's a calming effect. So there's nothing more really you have to do other than to acknowledge the pain yes, and sort and of stay there until, and not move, okay. Until you experience the yawning. Mm-hmm. Is the nerve coming through? Being activated? Activated. Mm-hmm. It's the most wonderful thing mm. that we're not even mindful and aware. So, so I noticed, let's say the headache was 10 and I'm like a 5 or 6. I need to finish that portion. I go back to that portion that is still present. Mm-hmm. Tension, headache, whatever, anxiety, whatever. I stay there until I experience the vagus nerve coming through. Through the yawning and breathing. Mm-hmm. And again, that number of five, six come to two, three. Do I want to stay there for the two, three? I want to move another part of my body. Let's say I have tension in my shoulders or my stomach or my heart is beating too fast. Mm-hmm. I go to those places. I don't move. What's the big deal to not move for a couple of minutes? I mean, to feel good. Mm-hmm. So I go to the other part. Does this work on... Um for example, emotional pain. Sometimes when I'm feeling yes. anxiety or stress, yes. I might feel it. I kind of feel it in my sternum, kind of like yes. under your chest. Yes. So you could focus on that. So you you notice where do you feel that? What is it that you're feeling? You sort it out like a laundry, you know? What mm-hmm. is it? Is it sadness? Is it fear? Is it tension? What is it? 
So if you don't know, just go there to that place where you feel it the most, that, that tightness, that mm-hmm. tension, mm-hmm. that anxiety, st- go global and evaluate the number. Is it 10? Is it 9? That way you see the, 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 you feel the improvement and you stay there, you feel that feeling and you're going to start experiencing a need to yawn. You don't move. That's the only thing I'm asking you is you don't move from that focus. You stay focused on that spot, mm-hmm. that emotion or that location. And you experience the yawning and the breathing. It's moving. It's the gift of God in our body. And then you notice how was the number. You were nine, are you six? And you keep addressing that emotion. And you just experience another release. The difference that you start to feel are wonderful. Wonderful. And you keep acknowledging that and you move on to another part of your body, your stomach. Because all of this, when we're in stress, the whole body is affected. So you might as well start from where it started. It's the most wonderful experience, actually. I could picture, though, some... Um, let's call it overthinkers or people that can't calm their mind. Like I know in a yoga class at the end of Shavasana, you're laying there and you know, your, your thoughts come in and you're supposed to kind of move them along like clouds. Is there some of that in this as well? The the vagus nerve will do that. Yes. But breathing access the vagus nerve. But this exercise that I'm sharing is for specific location in the body. I, I think I shared in a previous recording how I got rid of, the sciatica pain. I mm-hmm. went beyond just with the vagus nerve. I retrieved where I have neglected my, my spine. My, mm-hmm. you know. So you can go deeper with this. But let's say for, for the purpose of today, how to apply the vagus nerve for just. And I assure you, I am so excited to share that when I do this process, I'm ready to get up. I feel full of energy. I feel ready for the day. The only problem is I forget to use it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Vivian, you were saying that accessing the vagus nerve is a really great thing to do at night, right before you go to sleep, to kind of get rid of some of the um, aches and pains, whether physical or mental, of the day. Was that right? As well as emotional, emotional stuff right. that we have absorbed and we have accumulated and causing response mm-hmm. in our body uneasiness, on unresolved issues of the day who are piling up. So you said um, before you wanted to talk just a little bit about why sleep is so important. Tell us more about other than, I mean, obviously we know we're supposed to get eight hours of sleep, but why is physiologically sleep so important? The, the why is very meaningful here because, because everything that is not processed during the day or from information we have absorbed and reacted to is pushed down into our subconscious mind. Our subconscious mind is our body. And therefore, there's an accumulation of emotion that turn into anxiety or fear or whatever, headache or whatever. So the body is responding to our mind, our thought. The body is a, is a storage room to all unfinished issues so far does that happen more at night or it's happening just 24 7 the 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 storage goes instantly into the body when we don't resolve something it just travel there Mm -hmm. travel there 
So at night is an opportunity. We have an opportunity to, because the sleep, okay, let me read. The purpose of the sleep is the, the three steps, stage of the sleeping. And when we go into sleep, our subconscious mind is gathering of the thought of the day, reorganizing them. And that takes from 90 minutes to two hours for that process to take place. Then there's a second process where our soul is, is taking this and leaving our body and creating freedom. Our soul needs freedom and creating a, a vision. You hear people saying, oh, I can see my future. I had a dream, I can see my future. It's because our soul has been liberated from the constriction of our mind and travels and goes see freedom and possibility, which is the purpose of our soul. So, and the last one is what we call the venting dream, which is... Did you say venting dream? Venting dreams. Okay. It's happened just within 90 minutes to two hours. And the venting dream process is our subconscious mind who has made some metaphor of the stress of the week, the months of previous years, and come up in, with a story to release the, the trauma. Hmm. Now, in order for this to happen, we have to be falling asleep deeply for the first state without being interrupted in our sleep because the pattern will be broken and allowing the second stage to happen, which is the soul leaving and being refreshed and creating a venting dream to release with a venting dream the, the stress of the day, the unfinished issue of the day, the week or so on. All the stress is parked in the body if we don't release it. So, so it would be like a cumulative effect if you don't absolutely, release it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's just stay there. And, and the body, there's so much the body can handle here. Uh, many years of, of, of an interrupted sleep has an impact. So it's very important to create an environment in the bedroom when we have leftover work that we didn't finish, computer, bookkeeping, whatever. The last vision you take before you fall asleep is this unresolved issue of I didn't finish my work, I didn't pay my bill, whatever. It doesn't belong in that room. I had so many clients, I had them to completely give me the picture before and after. I told them the bedroom is for dreams and lovemaking. <laughs> Other than that, nothing belongs there. That way we can fall asleep in peace. So yeah. therefore, this is so important to really be mindful of that and do whatever we can to to fall asleep without watching TV and news and whatever and, and, and prayer. That's why people in the old days used to pray to really surrender. It's just a wonderful feeling. If you want to find out more information about the vagus nerve, there are a ton of books out on this topic and most of them have these exercises and activities you can do. There's one here. Um, if you go on Amazon and just search vagus nerve, V-A-G-U-S, for example, um, this one is called vagus nerve, the ultimate guide to learn how to access the healing power of the vagus nerve with self-help exercises to overcome anxiety, depression, inflammation, chronic illness, PTSD, and trauma. Now, Viv, what would you like to say in closing to our listeners? I really want to thank you for honoring us with your presence by listening to this. It's a very meaningful to us, to Teresa and me. And I really would love for you to pass this on, to share it. If you feel some value here, pass it on. You never know how it can impact other people. So thank you again, and uh, Teresa is going to take over. 
Join us next time for another thoughtful episode of Celebrate Your Trauma. We'd love to hear from you, so send us an email at celebrateyourtrauma at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Celebrate Your Trauma. See you next time. Thank you, Teresa.